Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Jalen Waddle, only five catches away from the rookie record of 101 held by Anquan Bolden. Wasn't a whole lot of fun last night for Ian Book, that's for sure, in his first <laughs> career start. It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas this morning in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2 presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It wasn't pretty. I mean, a pick six before you even blink. Third play of the game for the Saints. And, you know, look, there is one, one moment last night that was exceptionally comical, Harry Douglas. There really was. <laughs> and it was Christian Wilkins, who I fully admire as being a big man with incredible moves. I mean, his worm is off the charts good. Off the charts good. And then last night, he and Alvin Kamara, Kamara, excuse me, get into it a little bit, and he steals Alvin Kamara's towel. Thief in the night. Thief in the night, man. (laughs) Thief in the night. And moments later, Kamara shoves him and draws an unnecessary roughness penalty. That's brilliant gamesmanship by Christian Wilkins. Listen, he is... He is secretly one of the funniest people in the National Football League. And that and that whole debacle between those two guys started, um, I think, early on in the game where Kamara had a play and then it got blown dead and Kristen Wilkins was still trying to reach at the football and playing around with Kamara. Kamara was just – you could tell he's frustrated by the Saints, uh, the lack of offensive production that they've been having of late. But then not only that, Kristen Wilkins, when he was at when he was at Clemson, right? I don't know if a lot of y'all remember this, but I'm gonna bring it back to y'all's I'm gonna bring it to y'all's attention. Kristen Wilkins did a first of all, he put his leg up in the air. I don't know how those cheerleaders do it, but I can't do it because my hamstrings are tight right now. But he put his leg up in the air, then he went to a full split as they beat, I think, I think it was Alabama in the national championship game. Then he scores a big man touchdown, a thick six. Shout out to my boy Matt Golick Jr. A thick six. Last week, he does the worm, does the damn worm better than anybody I've ever seen do it. Big man, then he spunt around like a like a, like a a little guy having a dance battle and the, the Dolphins are around him. But big boy got some moves, man. He has personality. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of a guy like Shaquille O'Neal. Being seven to, Shaquille being uh, seven foot tall, being so big, being one of the dominant players uh, in the NBA, but has nothing but personality. Christian Wilkins has a lot of personality. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him in a lot more commercials coming sometime soon. And not even commercials. See him acting because he does such a damn good job. Yeah, had had the thick six, as you talked about. The worm in and of itself, as a big man, having this kind of cat-like agility, which I'm very <laughs> familiar with. <laughs> I, I just, I, I applaud it. I want him to just continue to own look at, it and look at him oh my Woo. goodness he is so Whoa. good he is so good with his moves it is just alarming but more importantly draws the penalty last night and yeah <laughs> i'm sure when he Hilarious. stole the towel that wasn't exactly what he was thinking but it Hilarious. led to it meanwhile the dolphins have now won seven in a row yep. after they lost seven in a row they are the first team in nfl history to ever accomplish that, and they are in the seventh spot in the AFC in full control of their destiny. Now, the problem is big what problem. lies ahead for them big problem, Chris. on their big schedule. Problem. It is <laughs> it is a big problem for the Miami Dolphins when 
you look at the next two weeks and you're sitting there with a road trip to Nashville against the Titans and then the Patriots at home. So, yes, Destiny, you control it, but do you really when that's your schedule? Well, I will say this to the Miami Dolphins credit. Let's not forget now, and I understand it was the first week of the season in this New England Patriots football team is not the same as week one. Uh, but the Dolphins, they beat the New England Patriots in week one. Let's not forget that. And the last few years, the struggles that the Patriots have had against this Miami Dolphins football team. But that's the Brian Flores coming from New England and understanding Belichick and the things that they like to present and going against a Josh McDaniels offense every day in practice. So um, I think that's to, that's to be said, first of all. But then secondly, well, first, before secondly, uh, they have the, the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are a team that I'm high on, and I predicted them before this season even started to reach the Super Bowl. If the Tennessee Titans are healthy, they can make a deep run, but that game's not going to be easy. That game is going to be in Nashville, and if it's cold, one thing I know, those teams in Florida, when they go play in that cold weather, besides Tom Brady, Tom Brady knows what he's doing. They tend to be worried about the cold a lot more, uh, more so than they are playing football, but the Miami Dolphins have an opportunity, and that defense that they have with those solid guys on the back end who can play man coverage, I think, against anybody uh, in the National Football League, you're able to do whatever you want to do within that front seven when you have those back end guys who can guard and man up uh, wide receivers and tight ends. But it's going to be a tough task because A.J. Brown is back. Uh, Julio Jones, I think Julio just went on the COVID list, so I don't know if he's going to play in that football game. Uh, but we're, we're going to see. We're going to see. Can Tua Tagovailoa and that offense push the football down the, down the field to score enough points to beat the Titans? I think that's going to be the thing uh, these last two weeks with the Miami Dolphins. Can they score enough points? Um, I think they match up better with the uh, New England Patriots because the Patriots are more so predominantly run-first football team. The Titans are too, but the Titans can throw it around as long as A.J. Brown is out there. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for TJ and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Okay, so with that in mind, Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this out there at you. You tell me the percentage chance uh -oh. that you feel like the Dolphins would have to make the playoffs at this point because we do have a percentage chance from ESPN FPI. Okay. And to make the playoffs, this is operating under the assumption that they win the next two games at Tennessee yeah. and at home for the Patriots. What percentage chance is there of that happening and the Dolphins being in that uh, being in the playoffs well let me ask you this first um, if they go one and one there's still an opportunity that they can make the playoffs right yeah all right I should say that I mean that they need a lot of help yeah okay they need so, help um, I think they win one of those games I don't think they win both I all think right they... so let, what all right let's put it another way then I'm confusing uh, nothing new there <laughs> what percentage chance do you give the Dolphins to make the playoffs right now sitting in the seven seed um, I'll give them, uh, I'll say 35 to 40% chance right now, according to ESPN FBI, just a 22% chance Ooh. of making the playoffs. And then that wholly has to do wow. with what their schedule is. The remaining, uh, uh, the remaining couple of games of the season. I'll just off a little bit. Well, not far. You didn't say it was seventy percent for Pete's sake. Hell I mean, no. come on. And then you really need to not be hard on yourself. But um, as I know, the, given Keyshawn's uh, personal preferences, that this show has often been, uh, what, how would I phrase it, an anti Notre Dame show. <laughs> you know, and uh, personally, I have always said the problem with Notre Dame is they think they're Notre Dame. And with that in mind, how about this? 
and Book last night mm-hmm. just looked absolutely terrible. And listen, it's his deer first NFL lights. start. Deer in headlights. Literally a deer in headlights last night. And that's going to happen. Notre Dame quarterbacks have lost 24 straight starts in the NFL. The last win by a Notre Dame quarterback in the NFL. Joe Montana. No. <laughs> not quite that far. Joe Montana. <laughs> not quite that far. Did Paul Horning play quarterback in college? I don't know. <laughs> Brady Quinn, week 13, 2012. With what team? Against the Panthers. Who, who was Brady Quinn playing for at the time? Denver it Broncos. Oh, Denver okay, Broncos. Okay. Yeah. 2012. Sorry, I knew it was an NFC West team. It was the Chiefs. Chiefs against the Panthers. That was in the that was in the Obama administration. <laughs> First term. Man. It's a while ago. So what are you saying? What you're saying, Chris, is that Notre Dame G- quarterbacks are terrible. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Like you're saying, GMs and owners should not think about drafting Notre Dame quarterbacks. That's what you're saying. I, I let the numbers speak for themselves. I present facts, <laughs> and I let you form your own opinions based upon <laughs> hard facts. Evidence. Yes. The proof is in the pudding. Exactly. That's what my used to tell me. Boy, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Chris Carlin, <laughs> Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio, and on ESPN2 in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, the coach of the Chiefs that year? Was Romeo Crennel. Romeo Crennel. I like That's Romeo, though, man. Romeo's a good guy. Yeah. He, and he's a good defensive coach. Yeah, you, he is. Do you know that only one NFL team this year has reached 12 wins by this point? But they are atop Harry's real rankings. Are they going to be there? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. The answer coming up next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Today, it's Harry's Real Rankings. They are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for KJ and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. And it's time for Harry's Real Rankings, Harold Montavious Douglas IV. <laughs> Get out of here right Number now. one. Number one on my rankings this week, we have the Green Bay Packers. And I think that's self-explanatory. You have Aaron Rodgers. But what about Rasul Douglas, what he's been able to do since he's came over to this team in October? Five interceptions, getting uh, this defense and this organization takeaways, giving that ball to Aaron Rodgers so he can have extra possessions. He has Devontae Adams. You, you see uh, Lazard coming on of late, making big catches, one-hand grab, as you see right here on the screen. Ooh, I see you, Alan Lazard. Get in on the action like Devontae Adams, baby. Aaron Jones, I believe in this offense. I believe in this team collectively. But I have some concerns about how many yards they gave up on the ground to the Cleveland Browns. But that's my number one team this week. Number two. Number two will be the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I think the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the best football of anybody in the National Football Football League at the moment. They were out Travis Kelsey, but no problem. I think they may have found their third wheel. That's Brian Pringle. Had a great game, two touchdowns this past week. But you've seen Patrick Mahomes, right, not force things, uh, dump things down to his check downs, uh, stay ahead of the chains. Patrick Mahomes looked like he's in, in sync. The defense is playing lights out football. They caused two more turnovers against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is my number two team in the rankings this week. Number three. Number three will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think this should be self-explanatory to the world. Number three, because they have Tom Brady. Yes, I said it correctly. Tom the Goat Brady. Antonio Brown was back. He had 10 catches. What a lot of people didn't notice about those 10 catches, a lot of times he was guarded by Stephon Gilmore, one of the top corners in the league. Well, when he was playing, now he's back. Stephon Gilmore matched up with him. They, he followed him. Antonio Brown still found a way to get those 10 catches. I like this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Once they get healthy, they're going to be scary again. Trust me. But they're always scary because of Tom Brady. That's my number three team. Number four. Number four. We're going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, we've seen them put it all together. Last week I was upset with the Cowboys and said if they continued to play the way they was playing offensively, they were going to be one and done. But what did they do? They went out against the Washington football team. They did it offensively. They did it on special teams. They got turnovers defensively. You see C.D. Lamb made tough catches. He didn't drop the football in this game against the Washington football team. Dak Prescott was efficient. You see the run game was there. Zeke was physical. I like this Cowboys team when they're hitting on all three cylinders. Very scary. Very scary. That's why they're my number 14. Number five. Number five. I have my 5A, the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, a guy who's a candidate for the MVP this year, made plays against the Arizona Cardinals. Not only did he make plays, but Carson Wentz. Yes, I said it correctly. Carson Wentz made plays with his legs and his arms to get the victory over the Arizona Cardinals. So, Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. There are five A. My five B. Number five. The Tennessee Titans. They're right there with the Indianapolis Colts neck and neck. They beat the Colts twice this year, so if anything happens down in the back end, they own the tiebreaker. But I like the brand. We see the the Tennessee Titans. When A.J. Brown is on this football team, he's a difference maker. The The offense doesn't look stale. The offense doesn't look plain. The offense actually looks fluid. That's in the second half it did against the San Francisco 49ers. That's a great team that they beat or a good team that they beat last Thursday on Thursday night football. So I got the Tennessee Titans as my 5B. That's mm. my rankings this week, y'all. Mm. 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 Lot to chew on right there, my friend. Talk Lot to, to chew on. Talk to me, Chris. 
Well, Talk to me, please. topic off the, the rankings, topic of the day, the 11-win team that you trust the most. That's what we have on Twitter, at KJ and Max. And I happen to notice that there's an 11-win team that is not in your top five, yeah. and it is the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Where are the Rams? Why are they not in your top five? Um, I just don't think the Rams are playing the brand of football uh, that they should be playing. Granted, the players that they have on their roster. You look at the game that they had against the Seattle Seahawks uh, prior to this past week, um, they could have easily lost that football game. You look at the game against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they could have lost that football games if, if the Vikings weren't so stale offensively. Um, I think Matthew Stafford, you've seen an interception he had against the Seahawks. I don't know where he was throwing the ball. I think it went in Cooper Cup's direction, but clearly he threw it right to the safety digs, Quadri digs for the Seattle Seahawks. You see him had the three interceptions uh, against the Minnesota Vikings and could have had two other ones, uh, two other balls that were dropped by the secondary of the Minnesota Vikings. So I don't think they're hitting on all cylinders. I do like that Sean McVay is trying to establish the run. I thought Sony Michelle did a great job in this ball game rushing the football. So he's trying to he's trying to be more balanced uh, with that run game. So things off the pass game, so things in the pass game come off of it. But right now, I just don't think that this Rams team is hitting on the right cylinders going into the playoffs. Well, but also keep in mind with the run game, they may actually get Cam Akers back this coming week, which would be a, a boost for them. Who knows how effective he'll be right away? Yeah. But I think part of that with McVay is exactly the reason with Stafford struggles the other day, let's go and let's run the football. And that's yep. something that I think people, it's a little bit of a misnomer about the Rams. They, they want to run the ball more than you realize. Well, and, well I'll, I'll say this, Chris. Well, I think the last four games, they have did a great job of establishing the run. Mm -hmm. uh, the two games that they lost prior to that, I didn't think they did a great job of, sticking with the run game even when they got down to Tennessee you still could have stuck with the run you don't you don't you don't exit the game plan just because you're down but the last four games I think they made some 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 great efforts and um, being consistent with the run game I, I honestly believe the Rams deserve to be in your top five I do I, I okay. I'm would you putting take out? the Rams ahead of the Titans right now I'm Hell putting no. the Rams Mm. They just they just smashed the Rams. How are you I, gonna I, put them ahead? They just smashed the Rams. I, I understand that. Without without a lot of players on their team, they I smashed the Rams that. without a lot of players on their team. The Rams so no. have still found a way to win eleven games, and that was a bad game. I'm not gonna argue that, but I still think that they are an overall better team. Now, there's no Derrick Henry. That obviously would have a big influence on my opinion there. But even though they lost the game, I would still believe that they are a better team. Titans have won 10 at this point. Um, but I think they absolutely believe to uh, belong in hey, the top five. Where, where was that game at? Was that game in Tennessee? That Nashville? game was in Tennessee. No, it wasn't. Chris, the game was in Los Angeles. It was in Los Angeles. Oh, I got confused. All right. So they got smacked at home minus a ton of players that the Titans didn't have. Ugh. You know, uh, they've still won 11 games. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, but and, I'm not and, putting them in. And I the know Titans. what happened. They had a gift wrap for them this past week. But, uh, listen, I, I just, I honestly think that at this point, the Rams are still a better constructed team 
And the Titans have had on paper a good year, on and they paper. haven't played, but they haven't played particularly great lately either. Right, but Chris, you got to understand. You got to look at the, the the total picture when it comes. I mean, to this the is Titans. the same Titans the team Ravens, that lost to Houston. Yeah, but check this out: the Titans and the Ravens, I think, have had more people go on IR this year than any other team in the National Football. Oh, oh, hang on they a had, second. They no, have no, had, no, 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 no. Just listen no, to me. No, 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 because no, no. you're not telling me about uh, how great they were even without all their players, and then turn around and make an excuse. For no, them. I never said how great they were without all their players. That never came out of my mouth. I said they put a mud hole in the Los Angeles Rams that you're trying to put on a damn pedestal without players. That That's what I said. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Now, the Tennessee Titans have had injuries after injuries after injuries this entire season. Because, But I didn't hear everybody, anybody in the national media – Talking them up when they were beating the 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 the, the Bills when they were beating uh, when they beat the Saints at the time when the Saints were still looked at upon as a decent team when they beat the Kansas City Chiefs no so now let's not try to thumb them down or what they've accomplished this season when guys have been out of the lineup you're with the, they've been out without Derrick Henry AJ Brown. They've been without Julio Jones. They've been without Bud Dupree. Some games they've been without Janoris Jenkins. Th- think about those players I just named. Would they beat and they the still today? found the ways to win. Would they beat the Chiefs today? Whoa, hold on now. They still aren't healthy. No, they I they played a that, Thursday night football game, Chris, without I, three starting offensive yeah, line. All right, let me rephrase that. Let's be serious. If now. they were healthy, would they beat the Chiefs? Today? I will bank. I will put my money on them. Oh, oh. I don't know about that. And I know what happened if the, the first Tennessee, time around. But if the Tennessee admit, Titans that was a different or if the, Tennessee ti- if the Tennessee Titans are 100% healthy, I'll put my money on the Titans. Point blank, period. Is it just because of the physicality? No, I just believe in the Titans. I believe they have the roster defensively. I believe they have the guys up front to get to Patrick Mahomes. I believe you have a guy in A.J. Brown. And mess around, don't mess around and let Derrick Henry come back. And then you have Derrick Henry, you have a Julio Jones, and then you have a first grade at a tight end position. Listen, this Tennessee Titans team, if they get healthy, if they mess around and they still have an opportunity to get this first round by, because if the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend and the Titans go ahead and win out, they will be the number one team. That means they get a first round by and they get an extra week to get people healthy. They're going to be scary as hell. Remember I said it right here on KJM. Remember I said it, Chris. All right, so that in mind, and, and the thing that you didn't even mention, I think one guy that really doesn't get enough credit is Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's a really no, good 100%. coach. 100%. He does a really, really good job. Yep. Check out the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Be a part of this discussion at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So which 11-win team do you trust the most? Let's hit the phones. Let's hear from the people. It's Ryan in New Jersey up first on KJM today. Ryan, what's going on, bud? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Doing good. Yeah, I, I, uh, I believe in the Rams this go around. I know the Bucks. Yeah, you do. They got, they got Tom Brady and everything, but I think when, when the playoffs start with that defense that the Rams have, I think, I think they have it. I Look, trust them. I trust them the most. I'm not as high on their defense as I about? was earlier is, in the year. Is it the defense you're worried about, though? Listen. <laughs> That's the question. Uh, listen, is it the defense you're worried about? I told about? you, I'm, I'm not going to back off of what I said yesterday and last hour. You cannot get away from what happened on Sunday with Stafford. And the feeling has always been with Stafford, with the Rams, 
when it's great, it's going to be great, and it's going to be great for a while. But when it's bad, it's going to be bad in a particular game. It's not one of those things where it's one mistake and move on. You know, our guy Dan Arlovsky yesterday, uh, as much as I love the Rams and I love Matthew Stafford, he may love them a little bit too much. Take a listen. Little concern about Matthew Stafford. I have little concern about yesterday's football game. I could not care less about the three interceptions. It's Christmas weekend. It's a 10 o'clock kick for this football team. They just went through like a month of COVID chaos. I, I, like, just find a way to win the game. I don't care about the interceptions. Find a way to win this football game with, the, with everything that you have gone through. Now, if you want to tell me this, the Rams are a Super Bowl contender, and the biggest question is, do you believe that Matthew Stafford can play the best four-game stretch ever in his career for them to win? That's a fair question. I think he can. We'll react to that in just moments, and we'll welcome in a Super Bowl champion as well, right after Sports Center. Showing a lot of guys on the line. Kamara, the running back. Dolphins show uh, eight guys. Wow. Six. It's, it's picked off. Wow. It's Needham. Needham down the sidelines. A pick six. Touchdown, Miami. Talk about the defense coming through. You heard it. 560 WQAM in Miami. Nick Needham, a pick six of Ian Book on the Saints' third play from scrimmage. Dolphins 20. Saints three on Monday Night Football. Miami, the first team in NFL history with a seven-game win streak and a seven-game losing streak in the same season. They now sit in seventh, the final playoff spot in the AFC, control their postseason destiny. Meanwhile, 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo dealing with a UCL tear and a fracture in his right thumb. He suffered the injury in Thursday's loss to the Titans, putting his status for this weekend's game against the Texans in jeopardy. He did not practice Monday. Rookie Trey Lance doing all the work with the starters. And how about this history for Greg Monroe? How? Well, he became the 541st player to play this season, setting a new NBA mark. The Minnesota center His flight to Minneapolis was delayed on Monday, did not meet up with his Timberwolves team until just a few hours before tip-off against the Celtics. He did have 11 points, 9 boards, and the 108-103 win, his first action in two years. SportsCenter, presented by Progressive Insurance, pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2, we heard from Dan Orlovsky just moments ago. And right now, we welcome in Jeff Saturday, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Jeff, we heard Dan Orlovsky as... The Matthew Stafford apologist after what happened the other day. <laughs> uh, I guess, Jeff, the question is just, is Dan a little too close to the situation? <laughs> <laughs> I told Dan, I told Dan yesterday, you remember that old American Express commercial like membership has its privileges? I told Dan, I said, man, friendship with you has privileges. You get on TV and to your point, 
Man, you are you are my guy's best. You are his best friend, bro. You are you are pulling. You are you are carrying water for my man. And I, I'm grateful that you're loyal. Um, you know, I'm hoping I always stay on Dan's good side because obviously he is a ride or die with you, bro. You <laughs> you play bad, he's still he's still your greatest fan. So I'm all about it. I I, lo- I love that he's staying true and loyal to his boy. Uh, I, I don't necessarily see it the same way he sees it, but man, you you got to re- you got to respect the ride with him. <laughs> okay, so with that in mind, when you look at Stafford, what do you see right now? I mean, listen, Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. I, you know, I, I don't question his his ability. I, I, you know, can he win the big game and can he put these together and beat quality opponents? I mean, like, listen, when you when you look at the entirety of the season, I, I think he played well against Tampa. Um, you know, early in the season, I thought I thought he had one of his best performances against Tampa early in the season. But as that's as it's progressed, I just haven't seen that same um, you know the same style from the Rams. You know what I mean? And so as I look at this football team I know they lost Woods I know they've dealt with COVID like everybody else and so there's always issues um, but turning the ball over in the playoffs is going to cost you I, I, don't, I don't care how good your team is if there's one thing that we've all learned throughout throughout our entire careers playing is you have to protect I don't care if it's Christmas I don't care what day it is like pr- protecting the ball is the most important facet for the quarterback right and if it was a young quarterback who got up there and did that we would all be laying the blame of saying, hey, you know, he's not getting his job done. I mean, think about the slump everybody was on Dak about and, you know, how he was playing football and all these things. I just think it's you got to keep it fair, right? You can't turn the ball over. Matthew Stafford knows that. Dan knows that. Um, you know, for whatever we're giving him, you know, in, in my opinion, is he good enough to have this team in the playoffs and make noise? That's my biggest question is, is when you get into it, are you going to protect the ball and make the plays in the biggest moments? Yeah, Jeff, that's one of the things that, that I was kind of leaning on because – Let's not forget now, Matthew Stafford has not won a playoff game. He hasn't won a playoff game. That's so right. he's coming into a situation with a lot of pressure. Granted, if he wanted that pressure or not, the GM Les Snead and the head coach Sean McVay put that pressure on him when they traded for Jared Goff, who took them to a Super Bowl, and he's no longer with That's that right. team, and they brought in Matthew Stafford because they thought he was the guy to get him over the hump. But like you just said, in the playoffs, you're going to be going against an Aaron Rodgers. You're going to be going against a Tom Brady. You're going to be going against a guy named Dak Prescott who has offensive weapons like yep. no other. You turn the football over one time, you can be going home and w- without any Super Bowl hopes. And, and and here's my thing here. You bring up a great point about him not being in the playoffs. The other part of – and I believe this from the Rams. I, you know, I thought they started really hot. Obviously, they played good early on in the season. But as it progressed, I, I thought I thought that, that Sean McVay kind of lost himself in this offense. I, I don't love them going a bunch of five wides and doing all this thing. You know, from the run game perspective, I thought they got away from it. It kind of exposed their offensive line. Stafford took a beating in the middle part of that season. I mean, you can remember plays where he's laying on the turf, kind of waiting to get up, you know, catching his breath. He had taken some shots. We know he had dealt with some injuries. He was trying to battle those things through. Where are they going to lean, right? You got Henderson's hurt, you know, hurt now. So as you're talking about their run game, Sony, Sony Michelle had a great game the other day, and they they didn't really ride with it. They kind of got away from it, went back to the passing. 
which to me it doesn't bode well. Again, in the playoffs, you need to be able to ride that guy, that, that running back. Give your that's, your that's your quarterback's best friend. Give him some good runs. That's your defense's best friend because it, it eats up clock. Mm-hmm. Your defense can stay fresh. You and I both know, man, three and outs throwing the ball devastate a football team. Like, it's short. It's fast. The other team gets excited. They catch momentum. When you're running and grinding the ball, just sustaining drives matters. That's what really what I want to see from this Rams offense is sustainable drives, sticking with Michelle, sticking with that game plan of, hey, kind of what they had with Jared Goff. I, I don't, I'm not trying to compare the two quarterbacks, but the mentality and the game plans mm-hmm. going in, I just like the way that looked. Tight formations, you know, bunches, the two-by-twos where the receivers are really tight. I know Stafford no OBJ are kind of catching fire together. They've played well. We know Cooper Cup. I mean, you know, greatest wide receiver uh, season in NFL history. So we know there's issue. I mean, there's no issue there. I like all those things. I need to see the addition because you and I both know those defenses you just named, whether it's the Cowboys, whether it's the Bucks, uh, you know, whether it's Green Bay, like all these defenses are going to be gamed up to, to stop Matthew Stafford is can you trust that run game when it matters? Not are you getting numbers, but when it matters in a game, are you capable of putting your head down and going and getting yards? Yeah, another thing, Jeff, in this, in this, this game this past weekend against the Minnesota Vikings, Matthew Stafford had three interceptions. I was just telling Chris early on, the third play of the game should have been an interception to Dantzler, who dropped it. Yes. The, the Right before halftime where Patrick Peterson tips the ball and tips it right to the nickel defender and he drops it, that should have been another interception. So that's two more plays where Matthew Stafford could have had two more interceptions in that ball game. A hundred percent. And listen, even the deep ball, and I know people were like, well, his arm was getting hit or he had pressure on him, but the deep ball is it's thrown into double coverage in the middle of the field. Yep. You and I both, I mean, you're seeing it right now, you know, on your screen, but you know, Harrison Smith's running. I mean, you got two guys running with him. It's got to be a perfect ball to, to make that catch, but you still have two defenders who could potentially make that play. I, I see the receiver getting by, but man, I, I still you know, I, th- there are things that he does during games that I question. And when the moments get bigger, it, it's, you know, Bill Belichick has made this famous, but every NFL coach that I've ever played for has always said the same thing. More games are lost in the NFL than won. And, and if you turn the ball over, you are losing football games in the NFL. And so there, there's, there's no greater determining factor than, than turnover ratio in the playoffs of what's going to happen. That's concerning for me. Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, joining KJ and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for the fellas today. All right, Jeff, who is the biggest challenge to the Green Bay Packers in the NFC right now? I still think it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they're decimated with injuries, but, I mean, listen, you, you saw without Evans, without Godwin, without Fournette, and Brady comes in and Antonio Brown, it's it's like, you know, he didn't miss a beat, man. I mean, he's throwing them open. Uh, Brown's running great routes, getting separation and, and finding his way. You saw Vaughn have, you know, have explosive runs. Jones has a, has one, takes it to that. I mean, gets on the outside edge and scores. Um, and, and, listen, even with even with Evans coming back, when you think about what AB presents, he is still their best receiver versus man coverage of getting open. From a route running perspective, there's a reason Tom Brady loves loves him as a receiver, right? He finds ways to get open and make them easy throws. Similar to like Gronk. Like when, when you see Gronk running away from people and, and you look around and go, man, how is somebody not plastered to Gronkowski right now? For whatever reason, these guys understand where they need to be for Brady to put them the ball 
and man, the 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 the, the encouragement and energy you see between Brady and Brown that was big to me. And I think this team, I think Evans is coming back. I think Fournette will be back for the playoffs. Both those guys getting healthy and fresh leading into the playoffs. I still think that's the biggest uh, threat to the Packers. Jeff could get insight from you all day, brother. Appreciate a few minutes. Thanks. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, fellas. Have a great one. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Cowboys Nation is loving life right now. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. It's too bad they don't see what's coming. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN2 on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. Harry, you know, the Cowboys sitting with 11 wins right now. Everything is turning up Dallas. They have to be so thrilled with where they are. And our topic today has been which 11-win team do you trust the most? And There were a lot of people, and understandably so, that were questioning, what are the Cowboys? How are they definitively going to beat you? Do they have an identity? Mike McCarthy believes that, in fact, they do. The crowd was incredible. I thought the environment, the the towels, and that's probably as good of a a home field that, that I've seen, especially this year. So I thought our crowd was tremendous, and... You know, we got off to a fast start with the takeaways and the quick touchdowns, and you know, and when you get that momentum, um, you know, our guys just just played to it, and uh, you know, obviously we had a big evening. It's really also a byproduct of how we want to play and how we train. Um, you know, we spend an extraordinary amount of time on handling the football, and we have guys that can make big plays, uh, getting the football in their hands, whether it's our defense or if it's our offense, and I think it's definitely part of our identity. So, Harry Douglas, I put it to you. Mm-hmm. What is your level of trust trust in the Dallas Cowboys this season? Well, I'll say if if if, if this is the Dallas Cowboys that we've seen against the Washington football team, uh, I have a lot of trust in them. When you can create turnovers defensively, when you can have Dak in this offense hitting on all cylinders, you see Amari Cooper have a good game, C.D. Lamb, you've seen Turner, 
Uh, Schultz had a good game receiving the football. You've seen Zeke, when, when him and Pollard actually got the ball, they didn't get it much, but when they got it, they made an impact in the run game, right? And then this offensive line did a, a good job. Uh, but then they block a punt on special teams and score on special teams. When you can hit on all three cylinders like this Dallas Cowboys team um, had, had did last night uh, on Sunday, but not only Sunday, they did it against the Atlanta Falcons as well. They had a block punt for, for a touchdown. They were hitting on all cylinders off offensively. They got turnovers defensively. When this team is playing like this, the sky's the limit. I won't say the sky's the limit because the man walked the moon. They have aspirations to get to a Super Bowl and win it, and if they're hitting on all cylinders like, like they were against the Washington football team, it's possible. It's the questions that lies when we see this offense sputtering, right? That's the question that lies. Can this offense continue uh, what we've seen against the Washington football team? And I think they can. I think they just went, went into a little lull. I think they had a come to Jesus meeting, him, Dak, and, and, and the rest of the offense. And I think they're going to be good the rest of the way. Look, I, I can't count on what we saw the other night. Let, let's, let's just be fair. Not that they're going to put up 56 every week, but all the turnovers – and they're facing a team mm -hmm. that had all the kinds of COVID issues that they did on a shorter week. I think everything stacked up to really favor the Cowboys in that situation, and no, maybe 100%. we can build a little too much out of it. But even I have to admit, as somebody that has never been a Cowboys guy, that this does have a little different look to it. Now, I jokingly say it's too bad they don't know what's coming. I jokingly say that because, you know, uh, admittedly, I'm an anti-Cowboys guy. I want to see them lose. <laughs> I, I enjoy it when they lose. Why, Chris? Maybe that speaks why. more Tell about me. Tell the people me. why. Tell the people why. Because the arrogance, the America's team and all that. In actuality, <laughs> most of America hates the Cowboys. Can we be truthful about that? I am not alone in the bunker on this one. Not at all. But that being <laughs> the case, Harry, even I have to admit, that I believe the Cowboys would give the Packers the biggest challenge. Can they win in Lambeau Field? No. I don't see that. I don't see that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. And if the Packers get the one seed, the Cowboys get the two seed, they, the only chance they will have a matching up would be in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay Packers team know how to play in that weather. I think when you don't have that weather and you're a dome team and we see the Cowboys when they're playing at home, uh, they have been really good this year, especially offensively. But now you add, a, a, add another element to that football game and our guys worrying about going out there in long sleeves. Our guys worrying about having the hand warmers and being warm more so than they're worrying about playing the game of football. And, and that's the thing. That's how Green Bay, when they get you up in that frozen tundra, that's how they beat a lot of people because Green Bay's not thinking about it. You got the guys out there with no sleeves on. Uh, and all, they all vaselined up with Flexol and, 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 and uh, Atomic Bomb uh, on their sleeves so the wind can go over it. But then on the opposing team, they're over there shivering and shaking, got their jackets on all night long and heated benches sitting down the whole time and, and, and that's just it just adds another element to the game but uh, I believe and I don't think Aaron Rodgers are, is going to give the Dallas Cowboys turnovers like they're accustomed to getting uh, throughout this season we've seen in 2021 so if they have to go to Green Bay now if their game is played at AT&T Stadium if some kind of way the Dallas Cowboys get the number one seat some kind of way then I think it's a possibility that they can beat the Green Bay Packers I think it's I think it's possible i think it's highly unlikely and there's something that we haven't talked about here mike yeah. mccarthy bringing the cowboys into green bay 
Mike McCarthy. Hell of a story. Bringing the Cowboys into Green Bay for the NFC Championship game. Having said that, the Packers would have a massive, massive coaching advantage in my estimation. Well, I think so, too. Uh, You look at the Packers and you look how long McCarthy was there in that offense. So it's going to be some things they're familiar with, right? It's going to be some things that Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, hey, when they do this, 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 this. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers is going to be focused on the game um, in the the, the, uh, Cowboys defense, but it's some things that he could probably – uh, some little gems he can he can drop to the defense and let them know, hey, if you see this, this is this. Mike McCarthy likes to do these type of things. Uh, well, I've seen it actually last year in 2020 when Amari Cooper against cover two against Atlanta ran like a, 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 a fake corner post. And that's a play I've seen Jordy Nelson run millions and millions of times. So it's some carryover from Green Bay over down there in Dallas. We're going to stay in the NFC East. Our resident GM says... One franchise is doing the right thing and the wrong thing at the same time. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.